The last place that Bnei Yisrael were in before they traveled to Harsinai was Rafidim, as it said in the last week's parsha. They encamped in Rafidim. When the moment to finally receive the Torah approaches, the pasuk says, They approached from Rafidim and they arrived in Mibar Sinai. Rashi asks why the Torah repeats that Bnei Yisrael were in Rafidim if the Torah already pointed out this previously. He answers that the Torah wishes to relay that the same way Bnei Yisrael came to Sinai in a state of tshuva, in a state of repentance, so too their leaving from Rafidim was in the same state of tshuva. Rashi's answer doesn't fully answer the question, however, because it doesn't explain one glaring issue. Why does it make a difference whether Bnei Yisrael were in a state of tshuva by Rafidim or whether they were in a state of tshuva when they got to Sinai? The Nitziv explains that the Torah means to teach the importance of preparation. When preparing for an event, and especially the receiving of the Torah, the preparation beforehand reflects the importance and significance the event holds. There is no comparison to something that someone spends months preparing, as opposed to something that one prepares for immediately before. So too, any experience related to our religious observance must be accompanied by preparation as well. As Rav Shachter says, one who comes on time to davening has already come late. Davening itself is important, but the preparing your mindset for davening is just as integral. Additionally, the Gemara of Odazara Gimel Amad Beis says, One who prepared on Erev Shabbos will have what to eat on Shabbos. Any event without preparation wouldn't be much of an event. This must be our attitude in our Avodah Hashem as well. The same way that a wedding wouldn't be the same without the necessary preparations, so too our connection with Hashem won't be the same without our preparations. The Pasuk writes, People of holiness, shall you be unto me, and flesh in the field that has been torn you shall not eat, you shall throw it to the dog. The obvious question is why the dogs deserve this non-kosher piece of meat. Why not just sell it to a non-Jew? Rashi on the spot answers this question, saying that the dogs receive reward for not barking when the Jews left Mitzrayim. It's amazing that the Torah wishes to stress the importance of giving proper reward and recognition to even an animal. But there is still another glaring question. Rav Dei, a Rebbe in Yeshiva Karen Biavna, asked why the act of not barking was so special. The frogs literally gave up their lives by jumping into ovens during the plague of Tzfardea. Yet, they received no recognition whatsoever. One could suggest that perhaps there is a huge difference between the action of the frogs and the action of the dogs. While the frogs displayed courage by jumping into ovens, in truth, they acted similarly to how they usually act. They jumped everywhere. However, for a dog to withhold from barking, it means that the dog had to change its nature, even if it was just for a moment. A dog is known for constantly barking, and despite this inherent attribute, the dog stopped barking when the Jews left Mitzrayim. Dogs specifically received reward for not barking because they fought the urge to act as they normally do and bark. The Torah stresses the reward that the dogs receive to communicate the difficulty of changing an inherent midah, an attribute, for even one moment. One can only imagine how difficult it is to completely change a midah for more than a moment. Working on one's midos 
are no simple task. But as the holy nation, we are expected to constantly strive for better and try our best to improve our midos by taking one small step at a time.